Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording this on Easter Sunday, blasphemous, uh, in the afternoon after I have successfully dyed my roots. That was my big Easter project. Uh, and that may be seeming like a silly thing to do, but you know what? I needed to do it and it felt very satisfying. Today, we are delighted because we have a caller, and it's so much more fun when I have someone else talking with us, and especially during this pandemic and all the questions that arise, I think that talking to one another is really helpful. So I welcome to the program, Rachel. Rachel, how are you doing? Are you healthy? Are things going okay for you? Hi, Jill. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I am thankfully healthy and staying indoors. And what do you do for a living? I am a veterinarian. Oh my gosh. So has your professional life changed dramatically with the virus? Are you still doing emergencies? What are you doing here? So we absolutely have changed. Um, you know, we are trying to limit appointments to emergent cases and, you know, surgeries to emergent cases, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're all just trying to do the best we can. We're limiting contact with owners, uh, which is very difficult and in, in, in emotional situations. Oh, well, how can I help you today? What's going on? Well, so I am young and single, um, and I have always managed my money on my own, but I am just trying to figure out when would be a good time to hire a financial advisor even, or if I need one per se. Mm. I know kind of the general rules of financial, you know, personal finance management, but I know I'm not the best that I can be doing probably that there's well, some- maybe, maybe you're doing just fine. So, okay. So you said you're single yes. and you tell us you're a veterinarian. Um, tell us how your cash flow is before the pandemic started, because I presume you're making less money now, right? Yeah. So I've, um, I make about between two hundred and three hundred thousand a year. Wow, that's great. Right now, what do you think in terms of like at least for the next few months, that's going to be curtailed pretty dramatically, or how does it look like for you? It's probably going to go down for um, a few months here, but I don't think it's going to be life changing. Okay, great. Tell us about what you have in savings right now. First, let's start with the most important thing, which is how about your emergency reserve fund. So I have about $50,000 in cash. Fantastic. And then do you own your home or are you renting? I am renting. Are you an employee or do you work for yourself? I am an employee. Okay, great. And so what kind of retirement um, planning have you done so far? So I have $80,000 between two different Roth IRAs. Mm -hmm. And I have about $80,000 in a 401k, which is split between traditional and Roth. And I also have about 150k in a taxable account. In that taxable account, uh, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, what do you got? So I recently sold a home. And so I had put most of my uh, proceedings from that home into a municipal bond uh, fund, intermediate fund, because I thought it was going to be a safe 
safe-ish account and I know I want to buy a home in the next year or so. Um, and of course, I put that in right before the markets tanked. So it did go down a little bit, but I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, but the rest is, you know, I've played around with some individual stocks um, as well as um, some ETFs and such. Okay. Debt? Any debt that's uh, credit card, car loan, any other loans that are outstanding? The only debt I have is 75000 left in student loans. I have refinanced them and they're at about a 1.9% uh, variable interest rate right now. Oh my God. So you're cranking down on that. Like that's <laughs> your focus. That's great. Uh, okay. And so from your perspective, are you still thinking a house is on the horizon for you for real? Or are you feeling like the, you just kind of want to see how things settle out? The original plan before the crash was to have buy a home probably next year. But now you're not sure or do you still want to stick to that? Well, I still would like to. I'm just realizing how much I hate renting. Um, and so- <laughs> I love renting and I own it. It's like we should swap. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. No, I think I'd like to have my own place, you know, again by next year, if not the year after that, just depending on where the housing market goes. Okay. And so in that, the taxable account, the majority of that account, is that going to be used to buy a home? That was the original plan. And then um, when the crash happened, I started putting more money into just cash Mm. um, just because I was a little bit nervous about what was going to happen with uh, the taxable accounts. So how much do you think you'd have to spend on a new home in a year or two? Uh, Probably somewhere between five, six hundred thousand. Okay. So, you know, you still have the the down payment is fine. You're fine. Okay, great. That's good. All right. Now, so in your mind, what is it about a financial planner you think that you're not doing? Because I look at your situation and I think she's kicking ass. Like this is good. Life is good. So what is it that you think you're not doing so well? My ultimate goal would be to try and retire early-ish, maybe around Mm -hmm. 50. And I've thought about doing other investments, whether it's through real estate and whatnot. Um, but I just don't know what to do with the funds I have, except, mm-hmm. you know, just put it into the account every month as I've been doing, um, or if I ever get a, any extra windfalls, you know, whether to put it towards the student loans and whatnot. I just don't know if there's something that I should be doing more or doing well, something smarter. I think that you're being incredibly smart. As I look at your situation currently, I think mm-hmm. you really are being focused on three main areas. Let's look, let's kind of look and you know, one of them is short term, which is the housing fund, like mm-hmm. the house fund rather. Mm-hmm. And you've got that set aside. And so I just is presuming that, you know, things recover in the next six, 12 or 18 months that, you know, uh, ideally prior to really looking for a home prior to getting out there, before you start putting offers down, things like that, Mm -hmm. whatever you need as a down payment should be in a money market account, should be in cash, because we don't (laughs) want there to be any risk to you, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say that's one part of it. That's your your shortest term. Mm -hmm. And so in the intermediate term, I look at the student loan aspect of this. As you Mm -hmm. said, you're at a variable rate, which means that probably for the foreseeable future, interest rates are really low Mm -hmm. and you can continue to pay those loans down, I would say, more quickly while you still have these low rates. So are you making extra payments on those right now on the student loan? Oh, yes. Okay, great. I guess that it's sort of like house, 
student loan would be like in the next couple, three years. Mm -hmm. And then the third part is that you continue to put money into retirement, which you're doing. And as soon as you're done paying off the student loans, imagine how much money you could be putting away in retirement. And if you are making too much money to be able to, you know, sort of soak up all that extra cash flow, you do have this taxable account. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it possible that you would no longer be an employee at some point and be self-employed? Is that something that's interesting to you? Not really. Oh, good. I love it. You know it for sure. You're doing everything right. Now, if you really wanted a a little bit of help on the side, if mm-hmm. you wanted somebody, you know, you could pay somebody by the hour, but they're not going to tell you to do much different. You're, you're, I think you're in really good shape. If you're worried about the investments themselves, mm-hmm. well, then I would say, and you know, if you're doing a mix of let's call it index funds, trying to diversify a little bit. You may want to go beyond that and and ask somebody advice about the investments. But I'm not even sure anyone's going to do much more for you than what you're doing today. Now, if we're the next aspect of this is, can I hire someone to help me with a financial plan that would see me retiring at age 50? Then you may want to actually get a customized plan. Now, I don't know if that's really possible. On one hand, I say to myself, why isn't it possible? She's 35 and she's single and she's as soon as the, the house and the student loans are done, you're going to have a lot of cash flow and you will be able to be able to save. I think that if you are considering an early retirement and maybe early retirement is sort of like retirement and then you know at 50 you're doing something else. It doesn't sound like you just want to like kick back and go play tennis for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. Then then you may want somebody to kind of weigh in on that. You could hire a CFP, as you mm-hmm. said. You know, you can go to letsmakeaplan.org. You could go to NAPFA, which is the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. Mm-hmm. And you could also try one of the online advisory firms. And you've probably heard of Betterment or Wealthfront. Mm-hmm. There are also online advisory services at Vanguard and at Schwab. And uh, we have dealt with this company that we've we've had this uh, one of the co-founders on the show called Facet Wealth, which is a model that's probably more attuned to someone like you, which is a monthly uh, payment that doesn't have to do with managing assets. It's for advice. Mm -hmm. So those are some ideas. But I will tell you that in hearing your story, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure you need much right now. I think you stick to your game plan. And if you really want to be in the position of being able to retire when you're 50, what I would say is that you may want to go a little bit lower on the housing costs than you would if you were planning on making two or $300,000 a year for the next 30 years, right? So if you're saying to me, I really want to retire early, then I would say, okay, when you buy that house, let's try to keep it to 500,000 rather than the six, or it'll probably balloon up to 700,000. You might say to yourself, hey, you know what? At 700,000, this is my ideal house and this is my ideal life and I'm willing to work an extra five years. Mm -hmm. But, But those are the kinds of conversations that you should be having with yourself and mm-hmm. potentially with an advisor. But I think you're in very good shape and I wouldn't run out to necessarily hire an advisor this minute. Okay. Hold on. Mark's talking to me. Uh, very good question, Mark. Rachel, what state do you live in? I live in Colorado. Is there a high state income tax there? Uh, it's probably middle. 
Okay. You may want to just double check to see whether owning a municipal bond fund Mm -hmm. is actually the best scenario for you based on your tax bracket versus Mm -hmm. a short or intermediate term bond fund. And and the only reason I would say that is that when the tax law changed, if Mm -hmm. perhaps your tax bracket, which is probably somewhere between 32 and 35%. This year, your tax bracket actually may be lower, right? Because you're not making as much money. And it may be that this year, it's better not to have a municipal bond fund. It's better to have a taxable bond fund just because your tax bracket's lower. So Mm -hmm. municipal bond funds are good when your tax bracket's high or you live in a high tax state. There are great calculators online. You can just Mm -hmm. say tax equivalent rate of return, and you can start to see which type of bond fund makes more sense. But again, I cannot be clearer in telling you that if you are ready to actually go house hunting, even if that happens sooner rather than later, maybe it's in you know the end of this year, you say, oh my God, the market where I want to buy has collapsed. Now's the time to jump in. Whatever money you think you would need as a down payment, mm-hmm. then you should make sure that is not in any fund that is in money market only. Okay. Good? Yes, that sounds great. Thanks so much to Rachel for participating. If you would like to do that, if you just want to talk, because now we're starting to figure out we're going to be in this place for a while, we want to help you out, just give us a holler, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. I want to thank everybody for listening, and it's going to be just another one of those weeks. I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that we're going to get some data out throughout the week. The one I'm looking at, no, I'm not really looking about housing prices or inflation because inflation is going to be non-existent. But on Wednesday, April 15th, the day you should have been paying taxes, but you don't have to now, on that day, we're going to get retail sales out. Oh, brother, that's going to be a disaster. So uh, we'll check that out. We'll keep you apprised of what's going on. And just remember, these times, they are just so trying. So be nice to each other. Practice that social distancing. Wash your hands. Be kind. Be empathetic. Don't diss people. That's not worth it. Just be open to what we're going through. It sucks. It sucks right now. So if we could just be nice to each other and lift each other up, I think that's going to be our best bet. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.